Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Matthews on the Beyond Ordinary Women ministry team, and I am here with Rebecca Carroll on the topic of navigating speaking engagements. Uh, you can find Rebecca's bio on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org, and learn more about her story. These four interviews, Rebecca shares her insights into the dynamics between a speaker and the event coordinators who invite a speaker to speak and teach their women. So uh, Bible teachers will always have to figure out these sorts of dynamics. This session, Rebecca and I talk about choosing whether to accept or reject a speaking engagement. As a speaker, I need to know, do I accept this engagement? I don't have to accept everything, do I, just because it's offered. So Rebecca, my first question to you, what does a speaker need to know about a group who wishes her to come and speak to their women? Sure. And I, I learned this one the hard way because in the beginning, I spoke for anybody who asked me to, and I did not charge. I took whatever honorarium they were willing to give. And as I got a little bit more well-known and as I started to, um, as more of my time was spoken for, that's when I started to realize I'm not a great fit for everyone. You know, just because they're looking for a speaker, that does not necessarily mean I am their best fit. And so probably the biggest one you are going to want to look at is do I align with this church on all of the major doctrines of Christianity? You have dogma, which you absolutely need to align with. You have doctrine, which you should align with. And then you have preferences with which really don't matter. I, I am happy to speak at a church that has a different approach to worship or a different approach to some of the more peripheral issues to Christianity. That That is not a deal breaker to me. But when it gets into the matters of the fundamentals of our faith, if we have big differences there, I am not going to be able to deliver what they are looking for, certainly not in good conscience. If I don't line up with them over here, then th what they really need is just a speaker who does. And so most churches uh, will have a doctrinal statement on their website. And so you want to read through that. You know, you don't have to be the same denomination, but do you line up on all of the issues of, of I would say certainly dogma, most of doctrine, if, if for me, it's all of doctrine. So um, that's where you're going to want to start. And then as a speaker, you need to make sure that you can deliver what they are looking for. There are a couple instances where I've had to say no. I've had to say no to retreats that are looking for four lessons, about an hour each, where I'm going to have to be coming up with new content to fit what they are looking for. If I simply don't have time to write four hour long lessons of new content that I have not taught through before, then, then I need to back away from that and perhaps recommend a speaker that I know will do a good job and be able to give them what they want. So that's, that's a good starting place. Okay, good. Okay, that's good. Um, so the more sensitive questions that I think, especially a lot of new folks are going to want to talk about, how do I price myself? What's the, like, that's awkward, I think, uh, maybe that's just me, but that's a hard question. And you mentioned, sometimes you just go, whatever, 
I'll take whatever you want to give. Well, that puts the pressure back on the women's minister to, I mean, they have a budget, so they, they're going to be able to, but you could risk walking away with a hundred bucks versus more, you know, how do you navigate that? Right. Okay. So the, the first thing that you must do with, with this issue, because it is difficult and you should be compensated for your time. I took this to the Lord before I even really started speaking. And I said, Lord, I am going to trust you with the financial aspect of this. I am going to trust that you are going to take care of me if my motives are sincere in serving you. And so I have seen the Lord's faithfulness in this area. In the beginning, I, I did not charge because no one knew who I was and I loved teaching so much. I just wanted to do it and I didn't really care. Now, I also have a full-time job and a husband with a full-time job. So I have the luxury of not needing to worry about an honorarium or a speaker's fee. You may not have that. And if this is something that needs to be a vocational thing for you, then you are going to have to talk to a couple of people about that. But it is it, you do need to be careful that you don't price yourself out of opportunities. And I honestly, I really just believe that if, if we are sincere in our desire to serve the Lord, the Lord will be faithful to you in this capacity. I had events where I didn't charge a dime and they paid me a thousand dollars. I had events that I uh, really couldn't afford to do and I did it anyway. And then the very next event would be something that gave me more than I expected. So the Lord was faithful in, in the beginning to manage the finances of it. Now that my time is a little bit more valuable to me and I am speaking on a fairly regular basis, my husband manages that for me because, and this is the biggest reason we decided to do this, because uh, I am not the only one affected when I am away for a weekend speaking. And so it, more than this being worth my time, because in all honesty, for me, the teaching is the reward, but I have a family to think about now, and this needs to be worth my husband's time too. And so my husband has set the price on my time. I will come to him and say, nope, we're going to, this is a freebie. We're not going to charge for this one. Or you know what? I, I just, I don't have all that much time. Um, we're going to have to put a premium on my time in this season for this, you know, short period of time. And then uh, it's, it's also nice where you don't have to be the one having that conversation with um, the church or the women's minister where someone else can do that for you. So this is something I wanted to chat with you. And you've already mentioned having that in-between person. So you don't have to be uh, that person talking money on the phone and trying to negotiate uh, whatever they want to pay you versus what you think, you know, your time is worth. So talk a little bit more about having uh, your husband. And I get this could be any person, whether you hire um, an assistant, uh, if you get to that point, or if you just have a friend who's agreed to be your manager. So how does that work? Sure. And I've got friends with this in writing. No one likes to promote their own work. So you have someone and you say, I'll promote yours if you promote mine. And you, you kind of do that for each other. If you have another friend who is doing, you know, doing the same thing, you can be that for each other where you negotiate on behalf of each other. But yes, I, I would say that's a great idea if you're uncomfortable with it. For a long time, I did it myself, but I wasn't 
I wasn't uncomfortable with it. It's nice now that we do sometimes have to put a little bit more of a premium on my time, but that is something very easy for, you know, just a, a best friend to do. Uh, it probably won't be a ton of work. You'll be the one um, with the final say anyway. And it does take that pressure off of you where I, I hate to phrase it this way, but you don't have to be the bad guy. You don't have to be the one that says, I'm sorry, that's not enough, you know, because it, as, as someone who is in ministry, that that's just hard to do and it's awkward because how can you put a price on sharing the gospel and that's the truth but you do need to be compensated for your time so if you have a friend that's willing to do that for you once your schedule starts to pick up I, I would absolutely say do that and if you can return that favor for someone else that's a great thing to do okay I love those ideas and it made me think of another question and I think we'll wrap up with this when you are invited and you've agreed to an engagement, do you go alone? Do you ever have an option to say, I'd like to bring a friend. She's going to help me with audio, or she's just going to be praying for me while I'm speaking or whatever. Uh, has that ever been something you've heard of or done? I have done both depend just sort of depending on the situation you know my daughter is 14 i have a couple books so it is it is helpful for me to have someone there assisting me with book sales and also if there's just a a, a line of oftentimes if you are sharing something and it resonates with people people are going to want to come up and talk to you and oftentimes they're going to be coming up to you in a place of great pain it it can be helpful to have someone if you have someone that is in a, a place of deep pain and needs more than what you can offer in the space of five or so minutes, it is helpful to have someone say, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, here's Rebecca's information. You can email her anytime you can reach her through social media. We've got 20 women behind you, you know, and, and right. help with that. Um, so, right. So it, it can be a, a beneficial thing to bring a friend. If you have one that's willing to do that for you, I did not need that in the beginning. And, and I will tell you, it is part of my ministry philosophy to be as hands-on and accessible as I can possibly be. So if I am at your event, I want to spend time with the women. I want to hear their stories. I am there to minister. I'm there to serve. And so I, I don't want a green room. I don't want someone blocking on my behalf in that capacity. But if I'm invited to a, an event that's on a weeknight, it is helpful for me to have my husband there or my daughter there because I get up at 3.30 in the morning and you know that, that way they can kind of help me get my things together and, and help me in that capacity. So I think it depends on the size of the event okay you know yeah i've seen it done both ways um right same yeah. and i don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that but it's something to consider you know if that's something that you want it's not uh, unheard of to ask for that especially if you're going where i'm thinking for a retreat um that might be you know an option right but having now, I have a person to help manage your time during the event uh, and it could be someone you bring, or it could just be someone you ask them to provide their leadership and just say, Hey, have somebody as my assistant just for these sorts of things. Yes. And most women's ministers do that anyway. And so if my husband is coming with me, that is never at a cost to them. You know, I'll just say, you know what, my husband is coming with me and he'll manage this and he'll manage my book table. And that way your women are freed up to enjoy the event or serve your women. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, be sure to find all of our sessions in this series, Navigating Speaking Engagements, 
on beyondordinarywomen.org, where you can also find a variety of videos and podcasts that provide specific helps for Bible teachers in a variety of areas. All of our resources are free to access. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.